Good morning. I'm Nate. Uh, my dad is Tim, and uh, let's see, how do I want to say it this time? Um, I'm the fantasy football quarterback that you pick up on a draft order. All right. Not everybody's going to get that. But anyways, I'm not even in the bullpen. That's how I said it last time. But uh, Okay, so today um, we're continuing on with the My Workplace sermon series, and uh, they've asked me to talk about campus ministry. So, I'm going to be talking about my workplace on campus. And uh, just to kind of give you guys some backstory, first of all, this year in just a couple of weeks is going to be my 10-year uh, reunion from high school. So I'm officially old. Um, I didn't go to the first one, uh, the five-year, and I'm not going to go to this one because it's going to be a big drink fest, uh, is what I understand. So, I will be, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go or not. I'm, I'm talking about it still. But, um, <laughs> anyways, uh I've been in the campus ministry for almost 10 years. I was uh, a part of the campus ministry here for about three years, and then um, some things happened, and they asked me to take it up and be the campus ministry at Greater Alton. So it's been, what, seven years, almost eight years or so. Since 2009, January of 2009, I've uh, been doing the campus ministry at Greater Alton, and it has been a ride. It has been a roller coaster. There's been loopy loops and crashes, and it's been, it's been insane. Um, I like to compare it to whenever they were testing Mr. Freeze and they were going up and the heads were popping off the dummies. That's, that's the way I like to compare it to. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff that's happened over the years. But my, my heart is for the campus ministry. I've absolutely adored this campus ministry. Um, in fact, whenever I took it over, I was on the verge of moving and being a part of a different campus ministry. And whenever I was given the opportunity, I decided I wanted to plant myself here and be a part of this and make it what it needs to be. And we're still in work in progress. We're still changing things. We're still trying to do things differently. And, and uh, it, like I said, it's been a ride. But I absolutely love our campus ministry. Right, guys? You guys feel the love? Feel the love? Yeah. Yeah, you too over here. Yeah. So today I'm going to start off, uh, I think there's a question we have to ask ourselves. Why is it so important that we have a campus ministry? I mean, what's the purpose of it? Why even have one? Like, I mean, I don't understand. A lot of churches don't have them. So why do we need one? What's the point? So, the first thing I want to talk about is campus ministries change lives. Whenever I was growing up, like I said, through the campus ministry, I got to see a lot of different people um, that we met in the campus ministry at SIUE. I lived on campus for four years. I don't know if I, I didn't say that, but I, I lived on campus and I would meet people that were hurting. I'd meet people that went through abuse uh, growing up. They were addicted to drugs or they were, you know, alcohol. Uh, there was all kinds of things that were happening and we would meet people and over time lives would be changed. Lives would be turned upside down, and uh, it was awesome to watch. Uh, this is, but this is. There are some statistics that I think everybody needs to know about. I, I looked at is it Barna, and uh, they research things, they get statistics and stuff, and I found some stuff that I. It's really appalling to me about campus ministries and um, some stats that I think we should know about. This is a stat I've got. It says 77% of all Americans who become Christians do so before the age of 21. And that was like, wow. I mean, if, if you became a Christian before you were the age of 21, raise your hand. I mean, look around, guys. This time in your life, whenever you go to college, I mean, you can think back, you know, maybe it's been a really long time ago, but you can think back to whenever you graduated high school and you were thinking about going to college or you were starting a new job and your life was taking a huge turn. And you didn't know, like, what is life all about? What am I going to do with my life? What kind of job do I want to have? What kind of career? Uh, what am I going to believe about God? 
because now my parents aren't going to tell me what to do. You know, like my dad said last week, he spit on the, on the church building. I spit on my dad's house. And I'm just kidding. I didn't really do that. <laughs> but uh, but you're, you're trying to figure out what is life going to be about? What kind of person are you going to be? And it's in this time of your life where you decide, am I going to be a godly person? Am I going to believe in God? Am I going to follow him with all my heart? Or am I not? And like I said, 77%. Guys, that's a lot of people. The older we get, the harder it is to change our mind. The harder it is to, to make that switch and decide to follow God. Because God uses people of this age group in huge ways. I'll, I'll give you some examples in the Bible. David, you think about David, and he was a, he was a ruddy kid. Remember that's how the Bible describes him. He's a ruddy kid. He, you know, a lot of people will thought, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's, he's a joke. No, you know, God can't really use him, that kind of stuff. But God uses him to slay a huge giant, Goliath. And at that age, I think he was around 17 years old whenever David slays Goliath. And then he goes on to do much greater things. And it's at those young times in our lives where we have these encounters with God. Uh, Joseph, you know, you remember Joseph's story. He's picked on by all his brothers. And they throw him in the well, and then they sell him. And then step by step, you know, he gets out, he trusts God through everything. And eventually he's, what, second in command. And he helps everybody get through the famine. And God had a plan through that. God used him whenever he was young. Uh, you think about Daniel Lyons Den and, and the other three, Shad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I, thought, I, I call them Shad, Mesh, and Benny. My dad laughed at me. But, um, but these guys were young. And they stood up for what they believed in. They stood up for what was right. You know, they get thrown in the fiery furnace. They're thrown in the lion's den. There's, there's crazy things happening because they're standing up for their faith. And God shuts lion's mouths and he... Let's them out of the furnace unscathed. Um, another person I thought of that I think gets overlooked a lot is the lunch boy. And you're like, who the heck is the lunch boy? When Jesus feeds the 5,000, there's a boy who gives him fish and bread. And you think about, guys, that kid had to have faith enough to say, you know what, take the little I have and we'll see what happens. And God used that sacrifice. He can use people, guys. That's the thing that I notice about campus ministries. It changes lives. He uses people at this time. I mean, you can think back. Some of you guys were reached in the campus ministry. And maybe it was, you know, the first generation a long time ago. Or maybe it was just this summer. And God has used your life in ways. God has used Emily's experience of the campus ministry and the campus ministry in her life. Emily's just one story. I mean, you guys know this. I mean, there's, I can go down the line with all the people that are in campus ministry. And some of you guys, Stephen's one of the guys I think of, and he's not in campus ministry right now. But I remember his story, and I can go down the line, and I can tell you exactly like how God intervened in their life. And there's some of you guys that are sitting out here now that used to be in campus ministry, and you remember that time, and you remember that moment that you met somebody on campus, or it was at a community college, or wherever, and, and God used somebody to help you find Him, and uh, He intervened in your life. Um, so God changes lives through campus ministry. The second thing is that campus ministries change the world. And, um, you know, whether you like it or not, uh, these people right here, the campus ministry, and even these people over here, the team ministry, because that's where you guys sit, you know, hey, hey, uh, those people are going to be your political leaders one day. They're going to be, I mean, maybe not specifically, these, just these people, but you know what I'm saying, this age group is going to be your political leaders, it's going to be your doctors, it's going to be your firefighters, it's going to be your policemen, it's going to be the CEOs of big companies. Guys, eventually... This age group is going to dictate how the world's going to be. And it's going to dictate how 
how we live in America. It's going to dictate how the message of God is spread throughout the world. Um, let's see here. You know, whenever you think back to uh, different times in the Bible when, when uh, Jesus and, and his disciples, or, or even like in the Old Testament, whenever, whenever there was a large awakening of God and there was uh, good news spread everywhere, it, it started with some people that were about that age. It changed the world. I mean, you think about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. There were, there were moments where young guys got together and shared the word, and the, and the world changed. The world was turned upside down. Um, in Matthew 28, and you guys, most of you guys have heard this verse, but it's, it's uh, Jesus' last word. He says, So go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have taught you, and I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. And one of the cool things about our ministry is that we have a, a, a really unique opportunity at SIUE. Um, whenever you read this verse, uh, in some versions say, go out and create disciples of all nations. SIUE has all kinds of different nations right there in our backyard. Well, we, we're meeting students from China, from Iraq, from Turkey, from Germany, from Nigeria, from all kinds of places, from India. Like, there's just tons of different places we're meeting people. And it's kind of cool that we don't have to travel the world, technically, to meet people from all nations. We can achieve what God said, what Jesus commanded us to do right there on our, on our college campus. Um, and, and one of the things with that, it, it's kind of cool to think about, I'll talk about this later, but there's a, an international orientation that, that we've been helping out with for about four years now. And the campus ministry, I don't know if you guys know this, but at one time the campus ministry at SIUE was hated. Our, our cross-between campus ministry, people couldn't stand us at SIUE. They would kick us off of stuff. They would you know, tell people like to not be a part of this and stuff like that, which can still happen. But, but we've got to a point, our reputation has changed. And now we've got people at SIUE calling us up saying, hey, we want you guys to serve at this event. Hey, we want you guys to be a part of our international orientation where international students come from all over the world and have their first moments in, in USA and at SIUE the day you're there. And we get to be a part of that memory. We get to be a part of shaping what these international students see as what is true Christianity. I mean, you think about that. That's a lot of that's a lot of weight. It's a lot of, on our shoulders because we have we have an opportunity to show them what what do Christians really mean? What what does it look like to be a disciple? Here's some more stats for you, and these are alarming to me. Um, it says sixty uh, percent of twenty somethings say that they were involved in church as a teenager, but no longer are. So they were a part of the youth group, and then they graduate into college, and they no longer go to church. They no, they're no longer involved. They, they decide, you know what, that's not for me. That's, my parents made me go to that, that kind of stuff. And then it says only 20% of kids maintain the same level of, maintain the same, the same level of spiritual activity during their 20s uh, that they did during teenage years. Guys, it's important we have a campus ministry. We've got a lot of... That, guys, people graduate from high school and are lost. And they don't know what to do. There aren't... And like, like I said earlier, there aren't, very many college, there aren't very many campus ministries in our area. I don't know of really any Church of Christ campus ministries. We're at SIUE. We run into different campus ministries. There's Crew. 
There's a, there's a Catholic campus ministry. There's a Lutheran campus ministry. There's a Baptist campus ministry. There's all kinds of... I, I looked up uh, religious organizations on, on campus at SIU, and there were... I just kept scrolling. There were so many. And there's clubs and stuff. And, and guys, we're in a unique spot where we have a congregation that's a part that we're a part of. A lot of these campus ministries at SIUE, it's basically babysitting. It's basically, let's get together all these church kids and have like a social gathering. And there's not a lot of life change, to be real. Because I've met people from those campus ministries, and some of them have met our campus ministry here at Greater Alton and decided, you know what, I want to change my life. And it's not to toot our horn, our, our horn guys. It's to say, there's not a lot of campus ministries out there that are changing lives. Here's another stat. In 1965, Churches of Christ were active on 80 campuses out of a possible 2,120. And most of those are faculty. It's not like they have a campus ministry. Today, less than 150 campuses out of a possible 4,100 have a Church of Christ campus ministry. So that means over 95% of the universities in the United States lack a campus ministry of Church of Christ. 95%. Church of Christ campus ministries are only on 5% of our colleges and campuses today, guys. Isn't that kind of scary? Whenever you think about 77% of people commit their life to Christ before 21. That means there's a lot of people out there that, that aren't getting that. They're, they're being taught by Catholics, Baptists, and they're going to these groups that are just clubs. It scares me, guys. It really scares me. Um, this is, uh, and, I, and I, I believe um, that Campus Crusades was built on great morals and it was started with some great people, but through the times and over time, it's really gotten watered down. This is what the founder said. He said, change the campus today and change the world tomorrow. And like I said, guys, what we do now with this age group, what we do now with our teens, with our, camp, with our college students, it's going to shape what the world's like one day. You know, with this international stuff that we got going on, it's really cool to think about we can reach people from, from other countries and then basically do a church plant when they go back home. I mean, think about it. Does that make sense? Am I scaring you? <laughs> so, um, so I just want to talk now about what is our ministry about? What do we do? Um, one of the things that I, I want to start off by saying is we really try hard not to brand ourselves. I mean, it's good to have a name and for people to know you by name, but we try to make it make sure we're not all about the ACB name, which is a cross between. Sorry, you guys probably don't even know that. Our campus ministry's name is a cross between, and what that stands for is you picture the you know you picture whenever Jesus is crucified, you've got three crosses, and we want to be just like the cross in the middle, the cross between two three two thieves. We want to be the light in the darkness. We want to be somebody that stands out that's like Christ. And that's what we're aiming for on campus. We've also got a vision statement that we've uh, come up with. I don't even know if we've got it up there. Um, but we've got three words we want to be. It's unshakable, unbreakable, and undeniable. And when I say those words, I'm talking about unshakable faith. We want to we create an environment where people can go through the hard times and still have their faith intact. You know, we see too many people, you know, go through hard times and they throw in the towel on God. And we're trying to fester that in people is to have an unshakable faith where they can they can get through whatever. Um, unbreakable conviction. Unbreakable conviction where they can 
They can enter a situation that's sinful and they know what God says about it. Undeniable love. We want to exude that. We want to have this love, not just for others, but for Christ. That's undeniable. People know. They can see. You know, whenever, whenever Jesus says, you, people, people are going to know you're my disciples by the way you love, by the way you love each other. And uh, that's a big thing we try to push. Um, let's see. we got uh, some more bullet points uh, as to why we exist. There's uh, a cross-community campus ministry exists to reach the world in the world. And we're not waiting on the world to just show up on our front door. We're going into the world. We're trying to meet people on campus. Um, we're trying to do that kind of stuff. Uh, live life with others to show and share who God truly is. And uh, this is one of the big things uh, that we're really trying to push is living life with each other. You know, whenever you read about the, the disciples, when you read about um, stories in the Bible, you, you'll see that they, they spent countless hours together. They spent countless time together. And um, so we're constantly trying to live life with each other. Uh, people are here, yeah, you guys spend, you know, we're all hanging out at Ryan Donahue's tonight, or there's something going on over here. Like, there's almost something all the time. And maybe you're wondering, well, that sounds like all you guys do is party. You guys doing anything for the Lord, or you just party? And uh, I'll get to that. But... <laughs> But we try to live life together. We try to have fun. We try to, we try to um, bring God into the relationships that we have. Um, I'm think, I, I instantly think about different roommates that I've had, and I and, like, simultaneously think about Matt Nieswog. And uh, just how Matt, I don't know if you guys know Matt, but he, uh, he was our random roommate when I lived in Cougar Village. He was the random guy. We didn't know him. We just had an email address. I think we talked a couple times, and that was it. Uh, we sh- or maybe not at all. Maybe not, but we, uh, <laughs> we showed up uh, the day that we moved in, and he's outside smoking a cigarette, you know, trying to look real cool, you know, hey guys, hey guys, what's up, hey, I'm Matt, hey, and, uh, no, I'm just kidding, but he, uh, it's just, it's, it's really cool to think about how God interjected um, people in his life, and he did not want it, I mean, he, he was really, you know, really clear about, guys, I'm not crazy about God, you know, I have to shove that down my throat, um, but we had cross chat in our apartment, so... He was forced into a Bible study, not really, but we had a weekly, a, a weekly Bible study at our apartment, and he, he lived there, so he was like, well, I guess I'll be here, so all right. But it's just kind of cool to see how living life with people, um, God used, that, used those moments to turn people's lives upside down. Um, and it's cool to see him sitting with one of the girls I grew up with, Chelsea, and them getting married. It's just, it's just cool to think about how God's just changed things through the years. Um, Let's see. Uh, another thing we have, uh, we, we like to do is uh, build and deepen convictions based on His Word. And we're trying to make sure that we're not, like I said, we're not just hanging out. We're trying to make sure deepening our relationship with God is, is the primary thing. Um, uh, we want to be a light in the darkness, and we want to help college students live radically surrendered lives for God. Um, and that's what we're about, guys. I guess we only see two of them, but that's, that's what we're about. We're trying to be a campus ministry that is totally different than than your everyday college student. We don't want to be a club. We're not just a, a club that gets together during semester. We're a ministry that, that is together all the time, 24-7, 365. Like, we, we are in each other's lives. We don't take a break. Um, and that's the cool thing about our ministry. I, I think it's awesome that we get to be a part of that and sharing that. Uh, Colossians 3, chapter, uh, verse 23, um, is one of my favorite verses. It says, In all the work you're doing, work the best you can. Work as you are, work, you are doing it for the Lord, not for people. 
And this is a verse that I've struggled with for many years. I've tried to please people. I've tried to look cool. I've, I've, I've had the moments where I've wanted to be the cool campus ministry at SIUE or LC, and I've, and I've wanted to, you know, have our name out there. And man, that's, and we, we really want people to like us. And and uh, it's it's a big show. And but something we're trying to do more and more is just please God. Focus on pleasing God. Uh, one of the things I said in first service was uh, I'm trying to really get our college students to understand that reaching people is a byproduct. That sharing your faith and reaching people and people making that decision is a byproduct of being who you need to be. Because when we focus on just reaching people and we focus on just you know, sharing our faith, which is a great thing, it, that becomes all we're about. That becomes, that becomes the only product and we've lost track of how deep our relationship with God is. So here's some things that we that we do. Um, some events on campus. Uh, we do uh, you know, some campus involvement. The first thing I talked about a little bit, the international orientation. And basically, like I said, the uh, international office has, has asked us to keep coming and be a part of this. It's a two-day deal from 8 to 4 on Monday and Tuesday. We uh, we sit in a room with, with uh, international students and help them get register for classes, get their IDs, give them tours of the campus. Like I said, most of these people have never been to America. They've never been to this campus, and they don't know anything about God. So we're trying to make connections so that we can one day show them what, what God really is. Um, another thing, I'm, I'm sorry, with the International Barbecue, they've also let us do a, I'm sorry, with the International Orientation, they've let us do a barbecue, and they've put it on their, on their schedule and everything, and they've like, told all the students, hey, you guys should go to this barbecue, and they, they, they let me get up in front of everybody and say, hey, come meet my American friends because you guys need to know more people from here. So it, it's, it's kind of a cool opportunity. We also will take them to Walmart if they need a ride because a lot of them come here, they don't have a car. You know, a lot of these people don't have anything because they can't take them on the plane. So we're there to help them. Um, some other uh, events that we do is a root beer riot. A lot of you guys have heard of that. Um, we try to do this event um, to encourage a, <laughs> a non-drunkard lifestyle, but still have fun, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, we get six, I think this year we're going to have six kegs of root beer. Uh, last year we went through almost 20 gallons of ice cream, uh, tons of hot dogs, hamburgers. We had live music. We played water pong all night, and we had giant pong where we have big barrels. We paint them red, and then you throw a dodgeball. It's kind of cool. But... Uh, <laughs> There's other events that we've got. We're doing the Poke Crawl this year, the Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah, I've already stopped playing that game. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, those two events, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I said earlier, um, our campus ministry across between at SIUE um, a long time ago was not liked. I said that before. And the cool thing about our reputation is now we have the Ruby Riot and the Poke Crawl are a part of Welcome Week at SIUE. They're on the schedule. And that means every student gets a schedule and can see ACB's Poke Crawl, ACB's Ruby Riot on there. And they, and they know about it and they're going to be there, which means we're going to need a lot of help, right? It's going to be crazy. Um, we also do spa nights. I know Emily talked about that, where they do manicures, pedicures, facials, eyebrow waxing, all kinds of stuff. And... Uh, it's pretty crazy. I remember the year she came, um, the room was so packed, it was, it was full, and then we had a line coming out the dorm and then all the way around the parking lot. It was insane. Uh, the next year we had to like tone it down. Hey, let's not advertise as much because it's too, it's too crazy. Um, 
We've also done dodgeball on ice, which sounds crazy because it is. We've had, we've had people get hurt in that one. Uh, what else have we done? Um, Super Bowl parties. We do 80 skate nights. We've done all kinds of crazy stuff. And we do all these crazy things, and it sounds kind of silly at times, but we do all these things to bring people in. And we're trying to build a relationship with somebody so we can share Christ with them, so we can show them what Christ has done in our lives. And again, it, these things sound crazy, the pokey crawl or the root beer riot. Like it sounds silly, but it's a, it's a, it's a jumping board. It's a springboard to start somebody uh, a new life and help their life turn, be turned upside down. Another thing that we used to do is cross chat. And I say used to do because we didn't do it in the spring because we decided it was too traditional. It became too traditional. We were doing it every week. And people were just coming to hang out, and they weren't, no lives were being changed. So we put an axe to it, and we decided, let's go hang out on campus and meet people. And um, that's, that's, if you haven't noticed, that's kind of how the campus ministry is. We're pretty loosey-goosey, pretty flexible, trying to, trying to find new ways to connect with people, trying to find a new way, a, a different approach to be effective and, and turn our ministry and our campus ministries upside down in the campuses. Um, we've gone to basketball games, to... What else have we gone to? There's all kinds of stuff. Hockey games. I remember going to a hockey game and it was nuts. We brought a cowbell and we were going nuts. It was, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. But, um, but again, all this stuff is fun, but if there's no purpose behind it, what's the point? And that's what we're trying to do as a campus ministry is to bring that purpose because there's enough social groups, there's enough clubs on campus, there's enough people just hanging out and doing nothing with their lives at these colleges. So we're trying to bring something much deeper to it. Um, we also have small groups and discipleship groups which most of you have, you know, you're in a discipleship group. So we have small groups on Sundays where guys and girls meet together, and then discipleship groups throughout the week where a group of guys will get together, and then a group of girls will get together separately, and they'll talk about their lives. They'll bring the Bible, they'll bring the Word, they'll study something out, and they'll get deep about their lives, they'll confess sin, they'll be real about where they're at. And we'll, and we'll uh, use, we, we try to use those to deepen our faith and to uh, bring people in. Let's see. And then I've got retreats and devos. If you haven't known, every Sunday night we've been doing Sunday night devos. And they've been incredible. Uh, the, the worship has been over the top. We've been meeting in the great room here recently. And uh, it's just been a blast. We've had uh, campus students, some high school students, some young adults, and uh, even some adults. And we've been able to kind of blend the age groups. Um, last week I was standing over to the side with my dad. And we were just talking. And I was looking around and I saw adults talking to teens. I, talk, I saw Campus, ministry, uh, campus students and young adults talking. I saw young adults and teens talking. Like It was just the coolest thing. I, it, it, I haven't seen that in a long time. And it really feels like we're living life together, even though it's only on a Sunday night. But I feel like there's connections being made, maybe that people used to have that are being refestered, or maybe there's some connections, some new connections that are being made that are helpful and they can, and are beneficial. Um, and another thing we're doing, uh, and just next week we're having a fasting weekend. Um, last year we did a fasting weekend at the Potter's house and we basically camp in tents and fast and we pray and sing and that's basically what it is. It was a really cool weekend because we took some time to, sit, to set aside right before school starts and pray and fast over the semester and we took the time to really give what we were going to be doing that semester to God and it was really powerful. By the end of it, we were, I mean, we were all exhausted and hungry, of course, but it was, it was a really cool experience. Um, this year we're doing it again, but we're adding a media fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll be hungry and socially, uh, well, I guess so, social network deprived, because you guys won't be on your phones. No, snap, no Snapchat streaks, no, uh, you know, whatever. 
<laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to fester this idea of it's God's. It's not ours. It's not a brand we're trying to, trying to get out there. It's not a name, not a, a cross between or greater all. We're not trying to get that name. We're trying to get God's name out there. And uh, we try to do that through all kinds of ways. Um, another retreat we do is a refocus retreat. And that's in uh, August, but this year we've moved it to October. And it's usually a time where we get together and we just talk about, you know, where are we at? we got to refocus and remind ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, I know Bob's shaking, and he's not in sick because he, he was there last year, and he had a ball. I remember he slept on a table the last night, um, just a kitchen table, just slept on it that night, last night. And uh, I guess that's just how tired he was. But it was, it was a good time, and we, we uh, got to refocus. Um, this year we're moving it to October. And we're, we're trying to invite the young adults and the upperclassmen, sorry, freshmen and sophomores, um, the juniors and seniors and the, the young adults. We're trying to bring this and make this kind of what the Devos have been all summer and make it a way for us to connect as a church and, and, a, and a way to connect um, together as disciples. Another retreat we've done is the Winter Escape. And uh, we went to Gatlinburg and then we went to Branson. This year we went to Galena, Illinois. Never heard of it. We found out about it. We, we went and stayed at a ski resort. And got, I, I saw people ski and snowboard that I never thought I was going to ski or snowboards. And it was hilarious. People were wiping out. We were all, we were so bad. We were on the, the easiest slope and everybody was wiping out. There were a couple of people that were pretty good, but everybody was just crashing and burning. Um, but there's, there's moments, like I said, there's moments we stop, we take a minute, and we look at where are we at with God, where, where are we connected, and how can we get better as disciples individually so that whenever we hit the campus, we can hit it running, and we can change lives. So yeah, we got a lot going on. I could show you our August schedule, and you would your eyes would pop out of your skull because we've got something like all the time. Right, guys? Yeah, there's all, especially the first two weeks of school because we've got events, we've got the orientation, we've got all kinds of stuff we're doing, and it's going to be nuts. Um, but it's all set up to reach people. Um, and maybe you're thinking, you know, how can I get involved? You know, I used to be in the campus ministry, and now I'm not, but I'm not involved anymore. How can I be involved? And I, that's what I want to talk about next is how can I get involved with the campus ministry? If you were in the campus ministry ever here at Greater Rawlton, could you stand up? All right, you can sit down. And guys, there's a, a lot of people that have been in and out of the campus ministry through the years. Brian, to somebody who, a long time ago, sorry, a long time ago, he was a part of the campus ministry and his life changed. And uh, he's decided to give back. He's decided to give back to the ministry that God used in his life. So maybe you're wondering how you can, you know, contribute or be involved in the campus ministry. I've got a few different ideas here. The first thing is to inspire. Whenever I think about my growing up years, I, I, I was in junior high, and I remember I was getting ready to go into high school, and they had all of us that were getting ready to graduate in high school write down which small group we wanted to be in. And I wrote down Mike Kiffmeyer's name. And it wasn't because of some conversation he had with me, hey, write down my name, make sure you're in my group, hey. Uh, but it was because of the life. It was because of the lifestyle that he, that he showed me. And it wasn't because of something he said, it was because of the life that I got to see and experience. And you can be an inspiration to some of our Canvas students. And guys, the thing that I think about is, my dad was telling me there's another congregation in the area, and they've got one high schooler that shows up on Sunday morning. 
and a bunch of other high schoolers that don't come to church on Sunday morning. And it's because their worship is dead, and they associate that with a dead church. And the only way that anybody's ever going to be able to reach them is to be an inspiration. And I can tell you guys, it's awesome to come here and have people that are inspirations for me, but sometimes I wonder, are we really being an inspiration for the college students? Because I grew up here. It's easy for me. I've got people that have been in my life for years. But we got people walking through the doors from Nigeria, from all kinds of places, from Turkey. You know what I'm saying? we got people that have never been to church before experiencing Christianity for the first time. And what are they seeing? Are they being inspired to be, to be more like Christ? Or are they saying, well, if I, if I give all my stuff to God, that's what I'm going to be like when I'm 50? I don't think this God thinks for real. I mean, guys, what are we going to teach our campus students? What are we going to teach the next generation that's going to be our political leaders? You know what I'm saying? What kind of mindset are we going to set for these people? Because, like I said, there's tons of people trying to tell them what to think and how to feel on our college campuses. Guys, they wouldn't let us have the root beer riot on campus for a long time because it was called a root beer kegger. It was the word. We still have kegs. We still do all the stuff we did off campus. But they would let the Gay Straight Alliance do all kinds of crazy sex stuff and give out free condoms. It's, it's crazy, guys. The world wants people to believe certain things, and it's not Christ-like. And they're influencing our, our campus students, they're influencing our teens. And guys, it's going to lead to more and more darkness. Another thing you can do is sponsor a student. And I'm not talking about paying tuition. I'm not talking about paying for books. Uh, but if you want to, you've got my number. Um, <laughs> I'm not a student right now, but... But what I mean by sponsor a student is get involved. Get invested in somebody's life. Guys, like I said, you guys know where we sit. You know where we're at. Get invested. Get involved. Pour into somebody's life. You can think back to whenever you were that age and you had people in your life that were older than you that gave you something. You can remember people that that said something to you or had you over and made you feel like a million bucks even when you didn't feel that way. They invested in your life. And they gave you something that was different. And guys, our campus ministry, our campus students need that. There are people coming here, like I said, that don't know who Christ is. They don't, they don't know what they believe about God. And they need an older brother or older sister or, or somebody. A lot of these students are away from home. They don't have mom here. They don't have their dad here. They don't have their siblings here, but they can have those siblings. They can have moms and dads here in the church. And that's one of the coolest things about our campus ministry is we have a congregation that we're connected to. Guys, a lot of those campus ministers are just clubs, like I said. And they don't have the older members. They don't have the younger members where they can get connected on a deeper level. Another thing you can do is volunteer. I mean, I listed off all the crazy events we're doing, I, you know, retreats we're doing. We've had different people. We've had uh, families. We've had uh, married couples come and be a part of our retreats. Like I said, Bob and uh, Desiree. We've had several different people come and be a part of it, and they've got the experience what we're trying to do on campus. And I think they've left encouraged, and they've been like, man, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm really, you know, it's, it's a cool experience. And if that's something you're interested in, you can talk to me. But we're always needing people. Like, like I said, we're probably expecting around 700, that's, and that's low ball for the Root Beer Riot. We're expecting a lot of people, a lot of college students at this Root Beer Riot. And that means we're going to need a lot of help. Um, one of the things that we are trying to do is make it to where our college students don't have to serve food. They don't have to run... Anything that's going on that night, all they got to do is go there and meet people. All they got to do is go in there, build relationships so they can share their faith. 
Um, that's the kind of stuff we're trying to do. Um, and like I said, give back. That's, that's the biggest thing. The reason Ryan gives back is because God used the campus ministry in his life in a big way. And there's tons of you guys. I could, like I said, I could go story after story of you guys. I know Mike and Cassie. There's, there's just different stories that I think of that the campus ministry touched people's lives and it changed things for them. It turned their life and their world upside down. And guys, that's what we're trying to be. Like I said, 77% of Americans that become Christians are before the age of 21. And guys, we have to tap into this because we can help shape what America is going to be like. We can help shape what the world is going to be like. Guys, the world, America, it's a joke. I mean, look at this political debate. I mean, goodness. Come on. I mean, it's not hard to know. And guys, we can help shape that for the future. And we can help shape lives. There's a card in your bulletin. And uh, if anything I, that I've said uh, doesn't make sense, I hope you understood. We have to give back. And it may not be the campus ministry that you're thinking. I know some of you guys are given to the team ministry or you're given to the kids ministry or even the used to be called entertaining angels, but they, the greeters and all that. Guys, there's ministries and ways you can give back and express your gratitude to God. Um, and maybe it is a campus ministry. I don't know. Guys, we're always looking for help. And on your car, if you want to write down, you know, this is what I'm thinking, this is how I need to contribute. You know, I, I was in the campus ministry a long time ago, and I haven't really thought about ministry in a long time. And maybe you're thinking, you know, now I've got a family. You know, I'm married now. I've got kids. I've got a house. I don't think you understand, Nate. Like, I can't really do that anymore. I can't live that lifestyle. I'm not asking to live a lifestyle because um, it is crazy. We're up to 3 a.m. sometimes. And I don't know how we do it, honestly. Me and Nicole, you know, we're having a second kid. I'm, like, kind of nervous about it. But you can contribute, guys. There are ways. There are different roles. Michael's heard me say this before, but your role in the kingdom and your role in ministry can change. But your role as a disciple never changes. You always need to be pushing to be like Christ and telling other people about it. So I'm going to pray, and then uh, we'll get on. God, I just thank you so much for campus ministry. It's uh, affected my life in huge ways. Whenever I was a teen, there were college guys that I looked up to that would let me hang out with them for some weird reason and would take me into their home and let me just be myself and God, uh, there were people that inspired me to be like you. And they were young, and they were, they, they were some older guys too. And God, uh, I'm so thankful that Greater Alton has decided to support and help us keep a, a campus ministry here. There's so many churches that don't have this, and so many college students that don't have a campus ministry at their home church. And God, I pray that you can use us this semester, God. God, uh, bring us eager people. God, open our eyes to the opportunities you have in front of us, whether we're working in the campus ministry or not. God, there's opportunities all around us. And uh, God, I, I pray for the international students that are going to be here. God, help us show them something that they've never seen before. Help us show them your love, not the fake, fickle show that Christianity has become. God, uh, we want to be an inspiration for the younger generation. We want to be people that can say, this is what it looks like to be faithful when you're still 50. God, uh, we just love you and we pray to my son's name. Amen.